Welcome back here to North Andover where Merrimack trails Wisconsin 4-1 is our score at the end of the second period of play and this second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in biz, uh, excuse me, in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Todd Molesky joins us from Wisconsin State Journal. He's out here covering the Badgers for that publication also. Executive Editor, U.S. College Hockey Online. And Todd, uh, really, 39 seconds. That's the story of this game so far. It is. Uh, it, it seemed to be trending the other way towards Merrimack for, for a while there, but uh, you know, the power play has been great for the Badgers so far. They get one on that on a play similar to one they scored on last night. In fact, the scoring, I think, was exactly the same. It wasn't on power play last night, but Johnson with a nice feed out of the corner to Malone crashing in that hard. It worked for him, and then you know, Tischke, Peter Tischke, the defenseman, is just throwing the puck at the net a couple times, and, and they, you know, how lucky can you get to have that happen once, and then to have it happen twice that you get the stick on the puck and, and change the direction of it uh, right in a row is, you know, the odds have to be pretty long and something like that happens. The Malone goal happened after a bad Merrimack line change. You can see that. They're able to take advantage of that, uh, but that came uh, shortly after a couple of other close plays. Merrimack gets a goal, an Irvine goal on a review uh, situation. Have you seen this before where a uh, uh, you know the goal it's called the goal on the ice it is then looked at and, and upheld and then coach Tony Granato in this case says I want you to look at it again there must have been something else he wanted to look at risked his time out lost it uh, you would appear at that point as you said all the momentum would have been Merrimack's way but it, the rest of the period did not go that way no I can't remember ever seeing that before the only thing I'm thinking of it you know obviously get the clarification from this from Granato after the game was were they asking uh, for to have them look for goaltender interference the second time um, I didn't see anything that looked uh, well really con- you know conclusive either way on the replay but I, I didn't see the puck I you know the replay is a little you know sketchy from here, but um, they probably and, had the overhead angle, which we can't see here. Right, and, and really, they probably just had to go with what, what they called, and you know, it took them a few seconds even after the whistle there, but they eventually came with a goal call. I'll be interested to see what what everyone says about that afterward because Tony Granada was pretty irate behind the bench uh, before they got the second or asked for the, the review, used his challenge, um, and, you know, and he, he doesn't usually get that that uh, that heated that fast. Well, let's talk about Tony, the head coach of the. Badgers, uh, uh, Badger alum, uh, you know, very uh, well-respected in their history, of course, NHL, terrific NHL career, coaching career as well. I think he's now been coaching about as many years as he played in the NHL, but, uh, you know, back behind the bench now, at least, well, behind the bench of Wisconsin last year, taking over from Mike Ease. And, uh, and last year, I thought, a, a uh, you know, a good start, right? Uh, you know, some ups and downs, but more, more ups, I would say, and, and very close to making the NCAA tournament before falling in the, the final of that Big Ten game to Penn State, but you know a lot to build on, and it seems like this year they just picked up where they left off. It, I think they really have because last year they, they talked a lot about uh, building confidence and getting a, a, the team back to where they thought they you know would start a game maybe you know on even terms with with a, with a team that maybe ranked ahead of them or whatever. You know, in, in years past they you know maybe 
felt like they were playing from behind a little bit. Uh, I think that's what Granado saw on tape from from the team he inherited, uh, and so they worked a lot on that. They you know built up, did positive messages. You know, you guys are doing doing the right things. You know, even if the results didn't show it, and, and most night they got a lot of good results on the road last year, which is a big thing for them to build on. Um, and, and yeah, they just they they used that, and, and, and starting this year, they they had all the players that were there last year, you know, kind of at a position where they didn't need to be told that again because they had already had that built up. And, and they were starting this season with uh, a lot more veterans in, in what Granado and his coaches want them to do of playing fast and, and being aggressive and getting the, the open pucks and trying to force turnovers. At the start of last year, that was still coming, and it took a little while into the season. And I think this year they're seeing the, the rewards of that, that they have a lot of players that are, are, are able to play that way and, and know what's being asked of them. Well, Tony Granado, besides being the head coach of Wisconsin, he'll be coaching the United States Olympic hockey team in uh, South Korea in the Olympics uh, next February, actually, just a few months away. But uh, this is the first time I can remember something like this happening, where the U.S. Olympic head coach is also a college coach who actually is going to have to leave his team in the middle of the season for you know what they consider to be a short period of time. But still, usually it's been a case where where a coach might take a year off, like Herb Brooks did, and so on. Um, you know, but but Tony. Granado, you know, he's, he's got a couple of guys in place already that, uh, at least a couple anyway, you know, Marco Sigi and, and Mark Stroll, Badger alums as well, uh, you know, esteemed coaches in their own right that he feels very comfortable turning the team over, but my question to you is, do you, can this work, do you think that this will work? Though? I think it can work, yes, and we'll, we'll see whether it does. Uh, it, it can work because you do have two, two guys that uh, have Granado's complete trust, uh, like you said. Uh, Marco Sigi He's been a head coach at Ohio State. He's got that knowledge. And I don't think, I think the players will respond to it. They know it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, but they understand that, uh, you know, hey, let's just go out there and play. Uh, as if nothing has changed. And a different guy behind the bench is sparking things out a little bit. But uh, he's going to want them to play, you know, the way he would uh we wanted to play if he was out there. We had, you know, it's it's one series in November that he's missing. There, they play Michigan State, and, he, and Granado's going to be in Europe for the Deutschland Cup, uh, which is going to be a big kind of evaluation for some of the European-based players for the U.S. And then uh, they go into the Olympics, and uh, he's going to miss, uh, I believe, four games, four Badgers games there. They, the Badgers have a bye during the Olympics, so that kind of worked out to their favor. But then he comes right back, and it's the playoffs. So uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out because, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird time of the year to, to lose your coach and perhaps some players. I know, you know Granado really likes Trent Frederick and he really likes Kyle Hayton. And he's going to see an awful lot of them in terms of evaluation this season. And, you know, every game he plays here is kind of an evaluation for teams that, that the Badgers are playing. So, um, so he's seen some guys that I know he likes and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, that could get very interesting if, let's say, they're on the bubble, right? and it comes down to that point in the season and you know you take them you may hurt your team's chances to make the tournament but on the other hand you get a chance to win a gold medal and give these players the opportunity of a lifetime as well and the, the I, I compare it to a little bit uh, he's talked a lot about when a player's ready to go to the pros he wants them you know yeah. he's going to be behind it yeah and I found it interesting for example in our pregame he mentioned Frederick and he said uh, you know I, I frankly thought he was going to turn pro after last 
year. You don't hear a coach say that too often. No, and, and you know he's he's understanding of the, the, the big picture. Would it be better for his team to have Trent Frederick again, maybe next year? Looking at it, absolutely. But in his development, if he's going to be ready. In, and his his heart is going to be set on playing in the NHL, like I think most people would be. You know, it, 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 that's probably what's going to turn out. Before I let you go, I want to ask you about this series here, Merrimack in Wisconsin. They played two games in Madison last year. They're playing here in North Andover for the first time. Wisconsin will come back as well in a couple of years. Um, but in talking with Mark Denny before the game, Merrimack coach, he, he mentioned how his appreciation to Tony Granato for the fact that they, you know, they, they kept the commitment which had been made by Mike Eves before the previous head coach at Wisconsin. Um, do you think that, I mean, is that a sign of things where, you know, one of the things I think we saw could happen here with the realignment that happened in the conference is that there could be more of these types of games between, you know, frankly, Wisconsin is a school that's several times the size of Merrimack, and uh, hockey is one of the only sports where you can see these types of games, and, 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 you know, it's a lot of fun to see it. I mean, do you think that we will see more of this? I hope so. I mean, these are, these are the fun times of the year. I mean, when you, when you see these crossovers in some of the non-conference play, you know, we, everyone plays their conference it seems we get good rivalry games out of that. But this is, you know, this it helps kind of get that exposure over the rest of the country and get, get different elements interested. And, you know, maybe it hasn't been greatest for, for uh, attendance purposes at, at some of the buildings, but I like seeing these games. I think these are great. And, you know, frankly, they mean a lot towards the pairwise when you get down to the end of the season. Whether your your team has done well and your league has done well against another league, it's all going to factor in. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see more games like this. And, you know, Wisconsin, I know, wants to schedule a lot of the teams that they used to play from the WCHA that are now in the NCHC or, um, and because those are some of the teams that they know they can fill, you know, seats with and teams that their, their fans know. But I think you're going to still see a few of these, you know, East-West kind of matchups. All right, Todd, thanks. We appreciate it. Have a safe trip home. Hopefully you'll see you out here in a couple of years. But, uh, you know, enjoy the trip home. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Mike. Great seeing you. All right, Tom Molesky from the Wisconsin State Journal. Also from U.S. College Hockey Online, our score at the end of two, Wisconsin 4, Merrimack 1. We're back with more right after this on the Merrimack Sports Network. This is Warrior Hockey.